the markets. We just can't get enough of them. Markets are the drivers of your wealth and investment strategy. Welcome to Magic Markets with your co-hosts, The Finance Ghost and Mohammed Nala. Together, we have more than 25 years of combined experience in the markets. In addition to our weekly free show that you know and love, we have now launched Magic Markets Premium, a weekly show for our subscribers in which we give detailed analysis on global stocks. Every premium show is accompanied by a report covering the company's strategic drivers, its operating environment, its competitors, bull versus bear case, technical trading indicators, and a long-term investment thesis. At just 99 Rand per month, we are committed to making institutional-level analysis affordable for all investors and traders. Visit magic-markets.com to go premium and unlock your full potential in the markets. This podcast is brought to you by Tribe South Africa, your gateway to the JC and global markets. Providing an in-depth online trading experience, Tribe exists to empower progression. You can simply and securely trade and invest in JC and US stocks, as well as leveraged products, or invest in tax-free savings accounts. Visit tribe.co.za to find out more or follow them on social media at tribe underscore SA. Welcome to episode 124 of Magic Markets from a load shedding infested South Africa where things are looking a little bit dire on our markets. I'm quite excited to talk about offshore things, which is what we tend to spend a lot of time doing here on Magic Markets, not least of all because Mo sits in Canada and our guest Alex Weiss today, he sits in Joburg and Alex is from Tribe South Africa a business that you've gotten to know a little bit through Magic Markets. They've been giving us some really, really cool content. And today we're going to be talking about five from Tribe, five companies that the team at Tribe has decided we should be talking about today. I'm super interested to see what comes out of it. But first, Mo, let me welcome you and then we can say hi to Alex. Now, Ghost, always a pleasure doing this with you and always a pleasure welcoming Alex onto the show. I know he's one of the more recent voices we've spoken to at, at Tribe, but we so enjoyed the last show we covered with Alex where we looked into the financial sector. And this week, we've got something really exciting to talk about, which is the buzzword that's out there for everyone, artificial intelligence. I think that's the theme of this discussion, AI. Uh, and it's really refreshing, I guess, to discuss that in a global context, considering the fact is, as you mentioned, Ghost, in your intro, things look pretty dire down in South Africa, but the rest of the world looking towards the future and some of these themes, certainly quite important to that. So you know, Alex, with that intro, welcome back to Magic Markets. Thank you so much, guys. Really a pleasure to be on board again and looking forward to providing some wonderful insights into the artificial intelligence industry, specifically with regards to which companies, which offshore companies specifically are poised to benefit off of this thematic trend. Absolutely. So Alex, you are a very talented youngster. You have a lot of passion for the markets. When we last spoke to you, I was nothing but impressed and I'm super keen to see what you come at us with today. And obviously artificial intelligence has been all over the place, huge focus area in the markets, in our daily lives. People are genuinely, you know, wondering what this means for their jobs with stuff like ChatGPT. I'm not sure if Meta is one of the companies we'll look at today, but in their last earnings transcript, it was incredible to see Zuckerberg refer to the metaverse as the other technology with artificial intelligence now being the main one they are focused on. So super topical. From your perspective and from an investing perspective, what is interesting about artificial intelligence? What made you choose this theme for us to chat about this week? Definitely. And, you know, we definitely will discuss Meta and how the Metaverse has actually taken a slight back foot behind artificial intelligence, as you just mentioned. But for me, Ghost and Mo, I have chosen artificial intelligence as the topic of discussion today, purely and simply because of the hype we've seen around ChatGPT. So as many listeners know, 
ChatGPT has actually emerged as the fastest growing user platform the world has seen thus far. The platform has reached 100 million users in just 60 days. That's a mere two months. It has completely revolutionized the natural language processing industry. And Bill Gates also recently expressed his stance on ChatGPT, stating that it is most probably the most significant technological advancement since the graphical user interface. And, you know, to put ChatGPT's exponential growth into perspective, I like to compare ChatGPT versus some other user platforms. I mean, it took LinkedIn, which we all widely know as the world's largest professional network platform, just under eight years to reach that milestone of 100 million users. It took Facebook four years and seven months to actually clock in 100 million users, while it took Instagram just over two years specifically two years and four months to reach 100 million users. And I remember a while back when market participants were actually raving around how quickly TikTok reached 100 million monthly active users. That, that was a mere nine months, if I'm not mistaken. So it's definitely not surprising to see why ChatGPT has made such significant waves within the marketplace. And I think the fact that it reached a user base of 100 million users in a mere 60 days really highlights that market participants and investors out there are very bullish on artificial intelligence. And I think market participants could really do with some AI in their lives. And I think that's why we've seen such popularity and hype around artificial intelligence, specifically around ChatGPT. Yeah, now, I mean, Alex, I, I want to jump in here because I remember if you go back 12, 18 months, the hype back then was everything biotech. I mean, if you just looked at Kathy Wood's portfolio, you could have seen a whole bunch of companies, as long as they mentioned biotech in their name, for example, boom, it was in the portfolio. And, you know, maybe before we even go into specific stocks, I mean, you've mentioned ChatGPT, that's part of OpenAI. OpenAI is the company that Microsoft has invested quite heavily in, but AI has almost become this buzzword. And I almost get the feeling that a lot of companies are out there just throwing AI into the mix saying, hey, we're doing this in AI, or we're doing that in AI. So how difficult is it to sort through, I guess, the weeds to make sure that you're getting as pure a play on AI, because if you go through a Microsoft, for example, you're getting the open AI investment, but you're getting a whole bunch of other stuff as well. You could maybe look at other stocks and you could go into, for example, any of the semiconductors, but then you're getting a whole bunch of other, let's call it push and pull factors that come through in terms of the investment thesis. How much of this is buzz and fluff versus how much of it in your estimation is actually real and likely to result in a monetizable outcome for the companies that you're looking at? No, definitely. That's a fantastic point, Mo. I think, you know, having done a lot of research and analysis and in-depth insight for this podcast specifically, there are countless companies that are throwing in the term artificial intelligence in, in their business operations. And that has captivated a lot of market attention. And I think it really does come down to the fact that ChatGPT has emerged as the fastest growing user platform in the world. The world has seen so, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got an AI race on our hands. We've got the top US companies such as Meta, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Salesforce even, potentially even Tesla. Well, not directly Tesla, but for example, Elon Musk through his new chatbot, TruthGPT. All of these US tech conglomerates want a slice of the AI cake. 
if we can call it that. And it has been immensely difficult to actually decipher which companies are poised to benefit off of this AI trend the best. You know, unfortunately, a lot of capital and a lot of money at the end of the day is required to build very advanced and highly developed large language models. And that's why I think we've seen a lot of the large US tech conglomerates such as Meta, Apple, Amazon, so on and so forth, being very vocal about their AI developments. But, you know, to answer your question, Mo, yes, it has been quite difficult to actually decipher which companies are poised to benefit from the AI hype itself. So Alex, I think let's get into some of those companies, shall we? The idea is to cover five of them on this show in the time we have. So I think let's not spend any more time on the high-level stuff because at the end of the day, everyone listening is potentially keen to get some exposure to this in their portfolio and keen to find out what that would look like. So I'll hand over to you now to pick the first one. Which company would you like to discuss first and what do you find interesting about it from an AI perspective? 100% goes. Let's get into that. So, you know, the first company that I'd like to just briefly touch on and scratch the surface level on is NVIDIA, actually. I'm sure most of the listeners here are aware of NVIDIA. And then the second company I'll touch on is actually one of NVIDIA's potential competitors. So, you know, just starting off with NVIDIA, I would like to highlight that access to the required hardware and software is absolutely imperative to developing and designing large language models. And that's where our American multinational chip maker and technology giant NVIDIA comes into play. So, you know, for those who don't know, NVIDIA is a giant chip maker and has operations that involve designing specialized computer chips specifically GPUs and SOCs, so that is graphics processing units and system-on-a-chip units. Basically, without getting too technical and running off topic, GPUs and SOCs are both extremely vital for artificial intelligence, especially in developing large language models and chatbots, such as ChatGPT, for example. Now, NVIDIA has significant market share over graphics processing units or GPUs that are actually advanced enough to be incorporated and implemented into machine learning and developing large language models. So, you know, something that actually really caught my eye very recently is an article I read and around 10,000 of NVIDIA's A100 chips were actually used to train ChatGPT. And with demand for chatbots growing exponentially, this definitely bodes well for the company. You know, NVIDIA also recently announced the inception of a diverse AI product lineup, which includes fresh GPUs and AI as a service offerings. So at the end of the day, you know, NVIDIA is making massive waves in the AI space. And if we actually look at NVIDIA's performance over recent years, the company share price has returned a staggering eye-watering cumulative return of around 350% over the last five years, returning around 100% year-to-date, albeit from a low base from last year. And I mean, you know, going into some relative valuation metrics, that's often one of my favorite parts of fundamental analysis. If we look at NVIDIA's current trailing 12-month PE ratio, the multiple lies at a very high level of around 168 times. So we cannot deny that market participants haven't already priced in some of that growth potential in the years to come and some of the success that the company may materialize over the coming decade, for example. And this could ultimately make investors feel that they've missed the boat. 
But I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we are still at the very, very early stages of advancements around the AI space. And if we look at NVIDIA's historical all-time high around the $333 mark, there is still some significant room to grow, seeing that the share is currently trading around the $290 mark, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, NVIDIA has significant market share over GPUs, and those are fundamental to building large language models. And as we've seen, there's been this explosive demand for large language models, specifically chatbots. I mean, no technological device or no platform in history has recorded a 100 million user count as quickly as ChatGPT did. So I think, you know, if all goes well and if NVIDIA continues performing as they have been in the past, there is still significant room for the giant chip maker to grow. So Alex, NVIDIA is super interesting and a growth stock of note. When you see multiples like that, it's just incredible. I drew a one-year chart now while you were chatting. So NVIDIA is up 64%. Taiwan Semiconductor, something we've covered in Magic Markets Premium, down 4%. I remember when we covered it, we highlighted that it looked expensive. So that hasn't really been a great performer over that time and there's some geopolitical issues there as well but then intel which is kind of the value stock in this space and you know you could make arguments around onshoring of chips blah 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 down 32 percent so it's been a market this year where these tech growth stocks have done incredibly well nvidia's bounced right back if you draw a longer term chart there's this gigantic sort of double top forming versus where it was like late 2021 so yeah just super interesting and absolutely right at the forefront of AI. We've got four more companies to get through, so we'll have to leave NVIDIA there and uh, move on to your next one. Perfect. You know, I think goes the next one should be a relatively quick discussion, and it's actually a potential competitor to NVIDIA. And I'd like to just branch off and touch on what you said just now around the fact that NVIDIA is a very clear growth stock with, you know, a forward-looking PE ratio of around 64 times and a current trailing 12-month PE ratio of around 168 times. There's no doubt that the market has already priced in some of that growth potential. But the next company I'd like to actually discuss is Advanced Micro Devices. The ticker is AMD for those who aren't aware. And I mean, Advanced Micro Devices is basically a multinational semiconductor company that designs and manufactures computer processes, graphics processes, and other technologies that are absolutely vital in designing AI-related products. So despite not enjoying the same market share as NVIDIA, Advanced Micro Devices has seen its share price surge just under 50% year-to-date, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, over the most recent five-year period, Advanced Micro Devices has actually returned nearly 700%, double that of NVIDIA. And I mean, its current trailing 12-month price-to-earnings ratio of 400 times does tell investors that a lot of that growth potential has already been priced in. But if advanced micro devices can find and navigate a way to actually lure some of the market share away from NVIDIA, I think the room to grow is potentially exponential. You know, as we've seen, and I've, I've, I've touched on this quite a few times now, the demand for chatbots, the demand for large language models is excessive. It's absolutely crazy. And the current buzzword that everyone is feeding off of right now is artificial intelligence. So if advanced micro devices can navigate a way to lure some of the market share away from NVIDIA, there is the potential for 
this company to perform excessively well over the next decade or over the next two decades, for example. And I mean, something I just want to touch on before we move on to the next stock is the forward-looking price-to-earnings ratio for advanced micro-devices is around 30 times. And that's significantly lower than that of NVIDIA's forward-looking PE multiple that is approximately 64 times. So you could argue in the sense there that some of the forward-looking growth potential isn't as priced in for advanced micro-devices as is the case for NVIDIA. But, you know, unfortunately, with forward-looking price-to-earnings ratios, these things are extremely subject to forecasts, predictions, and at the end of the day, some of those forecasts can go wrong. But the potential is there, definitely. And I think with where the world is heading today and in current times, there will be no shortage for AI-related products or AI-as-a-service offerings. So, yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah, Alex, I mean, that's that's fascinating, right? I mean, AMD, very much in that semiconductor-type space as well. So compares to NVIDIA, compares to Taiwan Semiconductor, as Ghost mentioned, a stock that we had actually covered here in Magic Markets Premium previously. And what's interesting for me is how AMD kind of peaked up at around $160 a share, then fell to less than half of that, given just what we've seen in the semiconductor space, despite the fact that it's predominantly a US-based company. It doesn't have the same kind of geopolitical drag as a Taiwan Semiconductor. So interesting from that respect, because it's now kind of bottomed out, seems to be rallying again. Very good of you to put that on the agenda for us uh, as well. Certainly going to have a closer look at that. Maybe now's a great time to jump into your next stock that you are looking at in this AI space. 100% Mo. I mean, the next stock I'd love to discuss is world-renowned Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft is possibly the most world-renowned cloud computing giant in the world. And it's currently actually the biggest backer of OpenAI for those listeners who don't know. And recently, they've actually invested a further $10 billion in OpenAI at the beginning of the year, subsequent to ChatGPT's early explosive success in the market. And as part of this investment, Microsoft has actually integrated some of OpenAI's cutting-edge artificial intelligence models into its cloud service Azure, into its Bing search engine, and into its Microsoft 365 productivity software to enhance the capabilities of those products and to ensure a more personalized user experience. I know, Ghost, you touched on earlier that, you know, if you invest in Microsoft, for example, you're not solely investing into large language models. But I think with Microsoft and also with Alphabet, for example, which is the next stock that I'll touch on, but with Microsoft specifically, they're actually incorporating a lot of OpenAI's cutting-edge artificial intelligence models into its product offerings. And I think that's where Microsoft is looking to really grow exponentially. So yeah, very interesting things coming in over the course of the next decade or so. And I mean, given the soaring success of ChatGPT, it really isn't a surprise that Microsoft has strengthened its relationship with OpenAI with a multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment and has been working very aggressively to incorporate some of those AI characteristics within its product suite. And last thing I'll touch on about Microsoft Corporation is, you know, when they recently released their quarterly earnings call approximately two weeks ago, the chief financial officer, Amy Hood, actually recently came out and expressed her bullish outlook 
on artificial intelligence and believes that for the fourth quarter, Microsoft will deliver between 54.85 to 55.85 billion dollars in revenue, which is quite a significant quarter-on-quarter growth from the company's top-line figure that recently just came in for the quarter at $52.86 billion. So, I mean, for the chief financial officer to come out and quite publicly announce that they are expecting very bullish sentiment around artificial intelligence, expecting Microsoft to deliver quite significant quarter-on-quarter growth in its top line, you know, they're definitely very confident in the bullish outlook on artificial intelligence as well as what open AI can bring to the table in terms of enhancing their products to clients. Alex, I'm a big Microsoft fan. Uh, Moe's as well, you know, kind of always joke about in Satya We Trust, something we've covered a few times on Magic Markets Premium. I actually wrote something for Financial Mail, I think it was this week or last week, and had a look at that and Apple and sort of Oh, yes, I know what it was for. It was in the context of Berkshire Hathaway. Obviously, Apple is a big holding there. And I kind of looked at, you know, if you just hold Microsoft and Apple, look how well you've done. And of course, it's easy in hindsight, but these are tremendous companies. You know, Microsoft is a core holding in my portfolio. I can't imagine why I would sell it. Although I did once say that about transaction capital and we know how that worked out. But moving on from that pain, I think let's get into your next company that you want to highlight for us in the context of artificial intelligence. 100%. So, you know, The next company I'd like to just chat on is Alphabet. And you know, while Microsoft may have taken the early lead in the AI race, as I mentioned earlier, it is still the early innings of the game. And given its significant backing in OpenAI and the early success of ChatGPT, it would be ludicrous to discount Microsoft from winning the ultimate prize at the end of this AI race. However, it would also be ludicrous to actually discount Alphabet from the race. I mean, Alphabet has a long and eminent history in AI developments. So, I mean, while Alphabet may have made the mistake of launching its own chatbot BARD, which, you know, faced its own headwinds early on, perhaps they released that chatbot far too quickly to the public in attempt to diverge market share away from ChatGPT. The company has recently made some significant strides toward accelerating development around artificial intelligence. Very recently, Alphabet actually announced that it's Google Brain Team and DeepMind. And for those who don't know, those are some of the biggest names in the AI industry. I mean, Google Brain Team and DeepMind are actually now joining forces with the aim of significantly accelerating Alphabet's progress in AI development. So that's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on. And now that the Google Brain team and DeepMind have actually joined forces, we actually have this cohesive unit now that is solely focused on developing AI models and enhancing artificial intelligence to perhaps release chatbots in the near future that could, you know, for example, outperform ChatGPT's current ability. So that's definitely something I'm very, very interested in and will ensure I stay up to date with. But I mean, you know, with the Google Brain Team, that was actually formed more than a decade ago in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. And they were basically just a research division under Google that has made some significant strides in artificial intelligence, integrating some of the groundbreaking research into many of Alphabet's operations, including Google Maps, Google Cloud, so on and so forth. And just under a decade ago, Google acquired DeepMind already having achieved copious achievements within the AI space. So, you know, as I've already mentioned, we've got this coming together of 
Google's brain team and DeepMind and the results and products that they develop over the next decade or so could be outstanding. I mean, it could revolutionize the world for what we know. So as much as a lot of this is currently very uncertain and market participants may feel a bit wary around the prospects going forward, we've got the likes of Alphabet at the end of the day really wanting to take market share away from Microsoft-backed OpenAI currently. And I mean, they definitely do have the resources to do that. It's more so a question of whether Alphabet can effectively manage its resources in order to develop the desired and demanded chatbots in the near future. Yeah, Alex, I mean, that's that's very interesting because I think Ghost and I differ a little bit with regards to the outlook for, for Google or Alphabet in general. Uh, I mean, Microsoft has kind of stolen the show when it comes to AI. And that's why I guess in many people's narrative, Google or Alphabet has taken a bit of a backseat. But I, I agree with your view that you can't write the team at Google at Alphabet off at the stage. I think we have time for just one more idea of your five with Tribe, uh, you know, ideas on AI today. Uh, I'm very keen to see what you've got, uh, what you've got up your sleeve for us here. 100%, Mo. You know, the last company that I'd like to touch on is Meta. And I mean, this is a very, very topical company. I mean, from hitting the significant support level of around $90 a share when the market really showcased its absolute disgust for the metaverse. I mean, I read a report a while back that, you know, this is a product that market participants today, quite frankly, don't fully understand and they don't really see the value in it. And in the recent quarterly earnings call, Mark Zuckerberg actually recently came out and insinuated that the metaverse has taken the back seat now relative to artificial intelligence. And I mean, for me, that's quite alarming because, I mean, if we look at Meta's Reality Labs, which is the metaverse segment of Meta platforms, that segment has made an operating loss of approximately $4 billion and segmental revenue has collapsed by just over 50%. So, you know, I'm quite surprised to see that Mark Zuckerberg has really put the metaverse on the back foot. But I mean, where the world is going now, and I think with all the hype around AI, it does make some sense why he is actually focusing more so on AI. I haven't read too much into Meta's advancements within the AI space. Um, you know, for example, they, they might not be investing as directly into chatbots as compared to the likes of Alphabet's Google or compared to Microsoft, for example. But I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is just going to sit back and let the other US tech conglomerates enjoy the whole AI cake, for example. So yeah, very interesting things. And you know, the last thing I'll just touch on is something that I noticed around Alphabet. Forgot to mention this earlier, but Alphabet's current forward-looking price-to-earnings ratio is actually at a near-decade low of approximately 19 times. So that's definitely a very interesting take. And I mean, if we look at Alphabet's forward-looking price-to-earnings ratio and also the company's forward-looking price-to-sales ratio of approximately 4.5 times, these multiples are trading at a near-decade low, indicating that Alphabet share price is actually relatively low compared to its forecasted earnings potential. And this could potentially indicate that Google's parent company, Alphabet, uh, whatever you prefer to call it, is potentially undervalued compared to historical lows. 
So it will be very interesting to see how the share price actually evolves over the coming months or coming years as this AI race develops and we make significant strides towards developing and pushing products out there that revolutionize the industry for good. Alex, I think you've put such great context on the table here. I mean, I just want to put that out there. We've we've covered, I guess, the, the, the well-known names uh, in the AI space, but I think the degree of detail that you've unpacked for some of our listeners uh, is certainly impressive. Certainly when you look at things like relative valuation, that's just really important because quite often you can look at a big macro theme uh, and then you kind of get lost in the weeds. And sometimes great companies might already be pricing in some of the good news and other companies might not be pricing that in. Just maybe a, a last comment from my side rather than a question is the fact that AI is this very exciting mega trend. And today we seem to have covered a lot of the stocks specifically in the tech sector. But I know, for example, in my own research more recently, I've been looking at AI and, and maybe just staying with the tech sector, but beyond the US, you know, there are stocks like, for example, the Chinese company Baidu. Uh, and if you have a look at what's happened to that relative to some of the American companies, there may be some interesting opportunities to consider there just from a geographical diversification perspective. And then another comment I just like to make is that AI also goes beyond just the tech space. I mean, we've covered companies, for example, like Intuit or, you know, the companies like SAP. I know they're doing a lot of stuff in the kind of CRM space to ensure that they can use AI to enhance their service offerings to their clients. And then healthcare, you know, we've spoken to, to some of our other guests here on Magic Markets around the advancements that AI is making in the healthcare space. And some of the names that came out for me in that space were, I think Striker was a stock that was mentioned to us where they're using AI and VR. So take that Mark Zuckerberg, it's taking both the metaverse and AI and using that to allow surgeons, for example, to plan very complex operations. So I think no matter which way you choose to slice or dice it, whether you're choosing shovels in the gold rush or whether you're choosing AI, but in a completely different sector, this is definitely a space that warrants a lot more research, a lot more focus. And that's why I'm really glad to have had you on the show to just kind of showcase it at a headline level and then almost plant the seeds for further avenues of research and inquiry amongst ourselves and amongst our listeners. That's just a point I wanted to put out there. So thank you very much. Perfect. Yeah, no, thank you. I think we've definitely provided some wonderful insights into the AI industry. And yeah, I mean, the last thing I'll state is definitely, you know, listeners can look into stocks such as Alibaba, Baidu. I mean, I know Alibaba has recently actually just announced that it is developing its own version of its ChatGPT rival product. So, you know, for those listeners and investors out there that are looking to diversify outside of the U.S. for diversification purposes in order to mitigate geographical risk, for example, you know, those are some companies that are also making significant waves within the AI space. But yeah, unfortunately, we just don't have enough time to touch on some of those companies now. But definitely, you know, that doesn't mean that we aren't looking at them and they are making significant strides within the artificial intelligence space. Alex, from my side, I just want to thank you very much. And I just want to highlight on the Tribe website, you know, you guys are running the Switch to Tribe campaign. I'm having a look at it as we speak. The information's on the website. It's all about, you know, incredibly low fees if you transfer your existing JC portfolio worth at least 50,000 Rand to Tribe South Africa. But of course, anyone looking to kind of take that next step with their investing and certainly their trading could contact Tribe and have a look at what's on offer. There's a nice mix of research, technology, the whole shebang. I think in this market, I must be honest, it's kind of hard to make money investing. You've got to have a lot of patience around it. 
there's a lot of money to be made in trading. There is a lot of money being made every day in trading because there's a lot of volatility out there right now. So I would encourage our listeners, if you are looking for a platform, if you are thinking of switching or doing something new or just want to see what's out there, go to thrive.co.za, check it out. And Alex, I look forward to your next piece in Ghost Mail. I feel like it's overdue. So I look forward to what you're going to write for us and thank you for your time today. 100%. Thank you so much for the time and yeah, always a pleasure being part of the show and look forward to the end results. Thank you guys. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not financial or investments advice. Please speak to your personal financial advisor 